Welcome back, everybody, to Big Sky Big Takes, the first episode of the 2021 fall season, the real season, the only season that matters. Big Sky Big Takes is a joint production of the Big Sky Podcast Network and the Montana Mint. We are brought to you not by any official sponsor, but by a few sponsors of our individual pods. Hughes River Expedition. I think you guys are still Jeremiah Johnson brewing with the R&R Cat Cast, right. and that kind of gives you a preview of who's on our esteemed panel today. Panelist number one, Chris Hammond, the pod father, representing the University of Idaho, uh, and Tubbs at the club. Ryan Thornburg, the R&R Cat Cast. He is still mourning the departure of Jeff Choate and Montana Parlay, the man who has benefited the most from gambling becoming legal. From the Montana Mint Sports Podcast. Montana Parlay, we're very happy to have you here. I think we should just get right into it. Preseason episode, there's a lot to discuss. And the first question I want to get at, we have a huge slate of games this weekend. Uh, every team is playing, and we've already had one team that has played. But what what game are you most excited for this weekend? And what do you think that we can learn from this weird slate of week one games? Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Man, it's kind of a tough slate to pick an exciting game because eight of the games are against FBS opponents, and those aren't always the most interesting games, but there are a couple interesting storylines, at least for the Bobcats. I mean, obviously, you want to see how Brent Vegan's going to do against his former team where he was the offensive coordinator last year. That's a pretty weird storyline. I don't know if I've ever heard of that before, so I think that's probably the most interesting one. I'm also pretty interested to see uh, Ed McCafferty's first game at Northern Colorado against Colorado. That'll be an interesting one, too. As far as, uh, yeah, I'll pick the Bobcat game as my, as the most interesting one, but as far as what we can learn, you know, I don't think looking at this slate with eight FBS games, I don't think we'll learn a whole lot. You want to see how some of the top teams stack up against some top FBS teams, but I don't think if you get, if Weber gets blown out by Utah, I don't think that's anything too big of concerns. The only one that really has any importance, I think, is Idaho State and North Dakota to see if Idaho State is going to be a decent Big Sky team or not. Yeah, that's right. And a lot, you know, if team gets blown out, a lot of coaches just kind of, going with the basic game plan. Don't want to reveal too much in these FBS money games. Uh, But Chris, what about you? What are you most excited for this weekend, a single game? And what, uh, what do you think we can learn from these games? Well, um, I'll go with NAU, Sam Houston state. You've got uh, NAU traveling to the current national champions. I think it will be a, you know, whether Sam Houston ends up being national champion again this year, you know, obviously smart money's on the field, but, Either way, this is a team that just had success. Expect to be at least probably a quarterfinal team, if not semi or final team again. I think it, it shows you what a middle of the pack or expected middle of the pack team like NAU is going to stack up. So it's going to be kind of a good measuring stick throughout the year. So when the Montanas, the Montana States, the Weavers play NAU, depending on what their score is, they can kind of measure themselves neck and neck as best as the translative property is in sports to you know, the current national champion and right now the betting odds favorite to win the national title again um, come this winter in January in Frisco. Montana Parlay, what about you? You're looking at all these, trying to make some money. What game stands out to you as the most exciting and what are you hoping to learn in week one? Most exciting is an easy answer for me because I'm going to be at the Montana State-Wyoming game. I'll be in Laramie. Although as far as what to expect out of the game, I don't expect much. Um, so, you know, I just want them to get through without any injuries, get their game plan going, and get ready for conference play. That Thursday night slate, it looks interesting to me because a team like UC Davis at Tulsa, they could win that game. Eastern Washington at UNLV, they could win that game. I, I just kind of hope that 
our Big Sky teams come out of these games on the road at FCS schools without injury and maybe knock off a team or two. Uh, just uh, There could be a lot of teams in that top tier fighting for a playoff spot. We could find out who those teams are right away in week one. Yeah, nothing more fun than a Big Sky team knocking off FBS. I'll be rooting for all the Big Sky teams uh, going against upper division foes this weekend. Might throw a little money on a, on a UC Davis Eastern Washington Moneyline Parlay. Try to pay for my travel to Cat Grizz this year. Um, uh, Parlay will be at the game. If you see him uh, or hit him up on Twitter, if you're going to be there, he'll buy you a beer after the game somewhere in Laramie. Um, but I want to move on to question number two. Uh, we've talked kind of about the teams our respective podcasts have done, you know, previews, team previews, league previews. Uh, I want to talk about players and looking at the Big Sky rosters, kind of learning what we did in the spring, knowing who came in, transferred over. Looking at the rosters as they currently stand, who is your pick for offensive MVP and defensive MVP? Uh, Chris Hammond, let's start with you. All right, I'm going to try to take it away from home because I've covered Trey Walker too much. Uh, <laughs> Lockeye Kaho Ohano Ohano Davis, uh, Southern Utah, the second best number eight in the big sky. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. You look at him in the spring season last year. He had 57 total tackles in only six games. Nine of those tackles were for loss, including seven sacks and two forced fumbles. You spread that kind of production over an 11-game series uh, or season, you start to see him approach, you know, leading single and solo tackler in the country. He's an absolute playmaker. So he's one of those guys where stats aren't always the case for his game. You just watch the game they just had week zero against San Jose State. Uh, he was about the only guy on that defense that looked like he belonged on that field against that Mountain West, current Mountain West champions, uh, making plays. But in the stat line, he didn't lead the team in stats or tackles. He was like fifth, but he was just the guy that they purposely went away from. And you just can't always measure that impact that somebody has on the game. Southern Utah might be able to get a couple wins this year. If they do, it's solely on him. Without him, they don't win anything. We were talking pre-show. He's the only big sky player on that squad. Everybody else on that team is a whack player as far as I'm concerned. I will claim Lockeye, Kaho, Ohano, Hano Davis as a big sky player. The rest of that team, take them or leave them. All right. I like it. Ryan Thornburg, who do you got as your offensive and defensive MVPs? I mean, this one's pretty easy for the offense. I don't know who else it could possibly be besides Eric Berrier. I don't even need to discuss the rest of the league. As far as I'm concerned, there's no one else going to put up anywhere close to those numbers. He's the That's why I didn't. <laughs> electric playmaker. Yeah. I mean, I got to pick the obvious ones here. Now, defense is a little, a little trickier. You got a few candidates. You got uh, Trace Lewis. Oh, geez, not Trace Lewis. What is his name? The, the Grizz Jace. linebacker. Jace, Jace, Jace Lewis. Lewis. Where am I thinking Trace? Jace Lewis. Trey Full Walker. Back. And, uh. You know, the, the guy, that the homer pick for me would be Troy Anderson. I'm not going to pick him, but I think he has probably the biggest upside and he could he could come away and steal it. But I'm going to have to go with Trey Walker just based on his production and uh, just how important he is to the team and, and the stats I think he'll be able to put up. I think he'll be more disruptive. I think Jace Lewis will stockpile tackles, tally them pretty high, but I think uh, Trey Walker will have more of the disruptive stats like sacks or tackles for loss. So I'm going to go with Trey Walker. All right, Montana Parlay, bring us home here. Out of the out of the whole conference, who stands out to you as potential offensive and defensive MVP? Offense, we've all said it. It's Eric Barrier's uh, award to lose. Defense, that's where it gets tricky. Um, you know, Davis out of Southern Utah. I'm not just. I'm not going to skip him just because I'm going to have trouble pronouncing his name. But <laughs> his team will be. His defense will be on the field a ton, so he will get yep. a lot of tackles. 
I don't know how many sacks he'll get. And, you know, coming off these two Fs, FBS games in five days and playing FCS, you know, in the guard, the difference between who's blocking him, it'll be like dropping 100 pounds off his bench press. It'll be easy for him. But you know what? I'm going to stick with a homer pick. He's got a lot of upside, as Ryan said, and I think he's going to focus more on defense with a new coach. So we're going Troy Anderson. Oh, man. Homer picks all around. And uh, Montana Parlay, I want to uh, stick with you as we move to the last question of kind of this first segment looking around the league. Uh, one of the biggest stories from the offseason was that the Big Sky Conference signed a new TV deal, a streaming deal with ESPN. Most of the games, almost all of the games, are going to be streamed through the ESPN Plus app. What is your thoughts on this deal? Parlay, you and I have texted about this for years because we both live outside of the state of Montana. But give us your thoughts on, on, the, on the new deal with ESPN. Well, from a branding standpoint, from a legitimacy standpoint, you know, ESPN brings that. Um, it's kind of a shame that just as like Pluto was bought out by Viacom, CBS, and was really improving. If you've been on the Pluto app lately, it's it's pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a shame that we lost them just as they were getting better. What it comes down to, though, is what the individual schools are bringing to the plate. Because Elon Musk could could guarantee it's on the Skynet and beaming to everyone's mobile devices directly from his personal satellites. But it doesn't mean crap if these teams are rolling out shitty equipment, okay? Everyone, most of us are aware of the Western Illinois game where I was using my phone to broadcast. <laughs> that game was on ESPN. They Western Illinois has crap equipment. They don't have a good setup. They don't, they aren't properly trained. I'm sorry, Western Illinois, but you weren't. You weren't prepared, and it was a crap product. So hopefully SPN forces the hand of some of these big sky schools to put yeah. up a better product. Ryan Thornburg, do you agree? I will <laughs> I will agree that uh, that Parlay's broadcast of the Western Illinois game was better than the actual ESPN broadcast of the Western Illinois game because those announcers were terrible, and uh, I enjoyed Parlay's commentary way more anyway. But, I mean, he, he hit it on the nail on the head. It's, it's up to the school – and I, I know that they're going to try and have more standards, but how are you going to enforce that? And they're supposed to be giving money to the school, but how are they just not going to go spend it on pretzels or something like that in the case of Portland State? So, you know, it's a wait and see for me. It does give it more legitimacy, but I am I was a, kind of against it at first because I, I feel like, you know, how's it going to be any better than Pluto other than the fact that maybe it's easier to find? Um, but if you're really going to go want to go watch your Bobcats play, you're going to find wherever it's on. So I'm just going to wait and see. Overall, I'm lukewarm on it. Yeah, Chris, uh, what are your thoughts as an Idaho guy? I've been pretty vocal about this. Uh, I think it's a complete lateral move. I get why the conference did it because everybody's been complaining about Pluto forever. I get it. I always bring up parlays. Straight, everyone always goes, anybody that watches a Missouri Valley game can tell that the difference between us and a Pluto broadcast. I'm like, yeah, maybe if you're watching North Dakota State and South Dakota State, people say the same thing when they watch Montana and Montana State in the big sky on Pluto. The difference is you know, your bad schools are bad. The fact that we had to watch a game via Instagram live feed on an ESPN Plus broadcast shows that there's just the same crappy production if you have a crappy school producing it. So I know that there's money getting panned out and apparently it was audited and earmarked and not everybody school got the same amount of money. It went specifically. I don't like Ryan said, they could obviously lie. I think, I don't know. I'm not work. I don't work for the conference, but I view it as a lateral move. The pros. Yeah. You can sell that it's on ESPN plus. So it might help with recruiting. 
Um, but all in all, I like the idea that the conference was pushing it something different. Like uh, Parley mentioned, if you've been on Pluto recently, huge step up in quality. The MLS has a network on there where they play games now. So I know that that's soccer and people that like soccer will say like, well, it's not even good soccer. It's Americans soccer, but like, that's a professional sports league that is pretty reputable and making success that has made a switch to starting to show some games on Pluto. So they are making strides to improve it. I think we might've jumped the gum a little early at the end of the day, whatever it's free. I already own ESPN plus. It doesn't change my life. Any, it is going to be easier to get on at a bar. There's just pros and cons with it. At the end of the day, it was a lateral move. Well, um, it, that's way too much soccer talk for this podcast. Chris and two <laughs> points. It uh, seems pretty wishy-washy across the board. Um, two points I would make in favor of it, because I'm a big fan of this move, as you can probably tell. Um, number one, all the root sports games are going to be on on ESPN. Um, and so someone who lives out of state, being able to stream mostly you know, those Grizz and Cat games that get put on root sports um, without needing to jump through tons and tons of hoops, that's a huge upgrade. The other thing is that when there's a, a crummy stream from, say, Portland State, and it's on ESPN, ESPN has a brand to protect. And if it's that bad, fans are going to complain. More people, in theory, should be watching these games because they're on a platform that more people are comfortable with. And I think there'll be more uh, like national pressure to change those games as opposed to just the, the fans of the two fan bases that logged into Pluto uh, TV and were able to find it. So for those two reasons, I get that, you know, it, it really does come down to what the schools produce, but I think uh, I think there is now kind of this built-in system where ESPN isn't going to want to put out an awful product because it's ESPN. And if it looks bad on ESPN, that reflects poorly on the company, not on the university from a from a consumer standpoint. Um, but let's move on to, to team, drill, d- team Drill Down. We got an Idaho fan, two Bobcat fans, so we're going to have to uh, dance around this a little differently. But Chris, I want to start with you as the only non-Montanan on the pod. Um, Idaho has a hilarious out-of-conference schedule. You guys are playing Simon Fraser, Love it. Big fan of Simon Fraser. Then you go Indiana, Oregon State, followed by a bye week at the end of September. It's just – it's so on brand for Idaho. Um, and adding to the fun, uh, uh, Coach Petrino has said he's not making his quarterback decision until the end of this out-of-conference schedule. Um, just kind of putting on – yeah, I think we – we everyone assumes Idaho is going to go one and two in this stretch. Um Put on your uh, put on your hat to try to figure out the future and tell me what, what how's the starting quarterback situation going to play out? Starting quarterback is super easy, so I'll spend time on the schedule. It's going to be <laughs> UC Davis. We will be starting Mike Beaudry because that's how Paul Petrino works. He'll start the experienced guy. Something's going to happen. Uh, we haven't played one quarterback since the 2016 season, so at some point, C.J. Jordan, the freshman, will get in, and he will probably be the starter by the end of the year. Uh, as far as the out-of-conference scheduling, I'd like people to know this is like the last really wonky one where we play a D2 schedule. Unfortunately, with us making the drop to the FCS, uh, we had to kind of th- we lost a bunch of our future schedules because, like, you know, you couldn't have multiple FBS teams play you, et cetera. So they moved it. Um, so we kind of got screwed scheduling some of these D2 schools. Going forward, we play have an FCS school every single year, so that's a plus. As far as Indiana, really wonky. We actually play them again next year, too. They're our last FBS money games. They're paying us $1.5 million this Oof. year to go to Bloomington and $1.6 million next year to go to Bloomington. So, unfortunately, they're weird games. I'll be in Indiana for it, and I'll just be laughing as we lose 60-0, to zero, but take $1.5 to the bank. 
I like it. That is a big, big bag of money. Uh, all right, let's go to Ryan. I'm going to give you the the Bobcat question. I think, you know, it's been a big theme for most of this year. Uh, Jeff Choate left. Um, he is now at the University of Texas uh, and you have a new coach in. What, what, what do you think is going to be the biggest difference between these two coaches and Bozeman? I mean, the very first striking contrast is obviously their personalities and how they handle the media. Jeff Cho, I mean, you could just grab a box of popcorn and just chow down and just listen to Jeff Cho talk about whatever Jeff Cho talks about. It comes out there with his note card that probably only has doodles on it, to be honest, and he just talks for 15 straight minutes before he even takes a single question from the media. Brent Viggen strikes me more of a guy who's he's there because that's his obligation as a head coach. He'd rather be out there coaching. So as as a podcaster now it's we've, it's gone from the complete enjoyment of the week. It's like all right, well now we got to listen to the press conference because that's what we do on the podcast. But I think honestly the offense offense is going to look largely the same. I think Vegan has the same principles. He wants to run the ball. He wants to stop the run. The defense is I think is where you're going to see some difference because they're coming with a four two five this year. I'm not sure if that's a Brent Vegan thing or if that's a Freddie Banks, the new defensive coordinator thing himself, but. I mean, a lot of it's just going to be, yeah, the personality is going to be the most striking thing. But with so many players intact still um, running the way that Choate ran it, I just, I think this year it's not going to look a whole lot different other than schematically on defense. I'm hoping it looks better uh, quarterback-wise. I'm hoping that's the big thing that strikes, <laughs> sticks, 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 uh, sticks out like a sore thumb is that we can actually throw the ball down the field. But uh, remains to be seen. It's been a it's been a few years since we've seen a passing game down in Bozeman. Montana Parlay, uh being we've talked a little too much about the Bobcats for my for my comfort level. Um, sports gambling mentioned at the top of the show, uh, it's becoming more and more and more legal across the country. More states have come online since the last time the Bobcats and the Grizzlies took the fields. We don't have the lines yet for, for all of the week one games, or at least I couldn't find them. We have some of the Thursday games. Um, so let me just ask you this. Going into the FCS season, what is kind of your gambling strategy and hopefully making a, a big bag of money before Cat Grizz? It starts with bankroll management. <clears throat> so, you know, it is legal now. So it's really easy with these apps in certain states to upload money from your bank. You're not screwing around with cryptocurrency and all that stuff with uh, the offshore books. So the other thing, too, is look for bonuses, hunt for promos, compare lines. You know, if you're fortunate enough to be in a state like Illinois, Indiana, Colorado, Michigan, a few others. There's four, five, six different sportsbook apps. They all have starting bonuses up to a grand in free money. They all have different lines. So if you like a certain team, like a halftime bet, like an over-under, you can find, and we all have seen it before, where you win or lose a bet by one point, okay? So you've got to be picky. You've got to shop around if you're fortunate to be in one of those states. If you live in Montana, just grab your ankles and take what Sportsbet Montana gives you with their, you know, 30% juice because they are just ripping people off. I'm hoping that changes. You know, if, if uh, I love the fact that they're keeping it in-house and bringing more revenue to the state, but I feel like they could be doing a better job. You know, if, if they want to hire someone that possibly double revenue, I might know a guy. So that <laughs> my strategy is shop around and employ good bankroll management. Don't dump it all in the first week and have nothing left over for Cat Grizz in the playoffs. Bankroll management, if you live out of the state, 
shop around. If you live in the state, maybe contact your state legislator about improving Montana's lines and Montana's sports gambling system. Um, Guys, we're returning to the Big Sky Fantasy Builder, segment three, a fan favorite. We're each going to build our own fantasy team based on uh, the Big Sky Conference games this week. Uh, It's a little modified draft we do. We're going to start with quarterbacks, go running backs, receivers, and then a flex position. Uh, And standard scoring, we'll put this up on on Twitter. You guys can vote for the best teams. You can track to see who did the best. But it's a little weird. It's a little difficult doing this in week one because we do have so many FBS games. And we have some, you know, Idaho playing two quarterbacks against the D2 Canadian school. It was, it was, I had a tough time putting my team together. Um, as the host, I'm going to go last every round. We're otherwise going to shake things up. Um, and let's start at quarterbacks. Um, the order is going to be Parlay, Chris, Thornburg, myself. Parlay, why don't you start us off? Who's number one for quarterback? Well, there's some better team matchups, but it's hard to figure out who's going to get playing time in those matchups. So I'm just going with Eric Barry Arier. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna run it. He's gonna pass it. He's gonna score a lot of points against that crappy UNLV. And he might win. They might he be might UNLV. Win. He might win. Single digit line right now. Uh, Chris, who do you got? Oh man, uh, I wasn't expecting this. You kind of you kind of messed up my whole flow. I had a bold move here, but uh, screw it. I'll still go bold and I'll leave the field uh, some some cookie crumbs on the way. I'm going Spencer Brash, the projected Cal Poly starter <laughs> from a he's a Cal transfer, which means uh, he's coming for a reason. He and Bo Baldwin had a connection when Baldwin was over there at Cal. Maybe he's got a little bit of that air raid in him. He's going to be the next, you know, Dakota Prue Crop, or not Dakota Prue Crop, but Gage Goo Brood and all these Eastern Washington dudes we've had. Um, I'm just going to throw it to the sky here and say they've got a pretty good matchup against San Diego. So I'm just going to hope maybe in the six months since we last saw him, they figured something out. Man, that is, that is a bold underline move. I would uh, say Cal it's. Poly I would say it's brash. <laughs> Going number two, maybe Cal Poly's only chance for a victory this year. Um, Ryan Thornburg, who do you got as your quarterback? Well, pretty much the only winnable non-FBS game that on the slate got Idaho State, North Dakota, Idaho State at home. I gotta go with the superstar of the spring, Tyler Vanderval. I like it. Fun he to was, say. I'm going to say it like a German vampire or something. <laughs> he was my uh, he was my top choice. Surprised that he fell to number three. Uh, with the last pick, I'm going to take. So Sacramento State is quarterback still up in the air. Is it? I have Jake Dunaway as the starter, but do we know that for sure? I saw no. today that it's an or or or. Basically, uh, there's yes. two quarterbacks, and Troy Taylor's not naming anybody. Okay, could- well, I'm gonna I'm going to take Jake Dunaway um, because this is the Dixie State matchup. Um, I am higher on Sac State than I know Chris Hammond is on this season. Um, so let me take Dunaway. If anything changes between now and uh, the game on Saturday, I may switch to the other quarterback. For now, pencil me in for Jake Dunaway. <laughs> no, um, no, world's toughest quarterback playing the <laughs> Rainbow Warriors. No, I don't think the so. or. Just pick the word or. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take, take or. The or. Um, <laughs> All right, moving on to running backs. Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. Who do you got as your number one pick for running backs off the board? All right, well, you got to throw out the FBS games, the talent with most of the talents against the FBS, which is going to be harder sledding. This one's pretty easy for me. I got Elijah Dotson against Dixie State. Yeah. No brainer. 
<laughs> he could win it by himself. Yep. Yeah. No brainer. Um, all right. Next up, uh, uh, Chris, you got the number two pick. Uh, I guess I'll be going with Sergio Hoffman, running back, Portland State. Okay. I'm just going Hawaii is not a traditionally good defensive team. I don't know. Maybe okay. Portland State tries to keep the ball on the ground, cold control contempt or tempo, and they do seem to surprise FBS teams. So that's true. They have a long storied history of surprising FBS teams. Okay. Uh, Sergio Hoffman did not expect him to go. Montana Parlay, you got pick three. Oh, I'm making an audible. I was going to go with an Idaho State guy, but then I remember watching North Dakota had a pretty decent run defense. I'm going Elisha Cummings. Um, I know there's going to be two or three different running backs for Idaho, but Simon Frazier, come on. Elisha Cummings, Idaho. All right. I'm following your your route there. Um it, I mean, Simon Frazier is just too tasty. Even if even if a guy gets in for a quarter and a half, it's better than I think most FBS games. Do um, you think the number two Idaho guy, Chris, is is that Andre Carter? Is that I uh, no? We don't know if he's going to play. So all right, put me down I, for him, anyways. Information there. <laughs> Andre Carter. All right, wide receivers. Uh, let's get through this quick. Order is going to be Chris Ryan Parlay and then myself. Uh, Chris, who do you got for the number one wide receiver? Ooh, perfect. I will take Andrew Boston, Eastern Washington. Whew. All right. Um, Ryan. Is there any reason you're not picking Hayden Hatton there? Something I don't need to know? Uh, no, I just uh, – I think UNLV is going to – that's going to be high scoring. Well, no matter which one of your six quarterbacks is throwing it, they're going to be throwing it to him. So Hayden Hatton is my pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Montana Parlay, who do you got? That leaves me with Pierre Williams, preseason All-American, Sac State. Okay, and is there a reason that no one picked Tanner Connor that I'm not aware of? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I would have if someone took Pierre Williams. Okay, I'm going Tanner Connor. Seems like he was my number one choice, so uh, very pleased that he fell there. Uh, last one we got, flex position, Montana Parlay, you start us off. Ooh. Man, I almost feel like maybe he's hurt because Talolo Limu Jones, Eastern Washington, if he's available, he's going to get more – I think he's going to get more points in Boston. He's on the board. Um, Chris has a little smirk on his face, so maybe he knows some inside intel about his uh, expected playing time. Um, Ryan, you got the next pick. Well, like you said, this potentially winnable game, so I'm going Yulonzo Gilliam, uh, UC Davis. I like it. Chris, uh, you are up next. Flex, your last last pick. Uh, yeah, I don't have any inside information. It's just, I think totally Mo Jones eats popcorn before he plays leads like everybody and drops. That's why I'm smirking. Uh, I'm going to take a, a real surprise here. I'm going to, you know, handcuff my quarterback to Quentin Harrison wide receiver, Cal Poly. He's like literally the only senior on the entire receiving staff. Everybody else is a redshirt freshman or true freshman. Everybody else is left. He only played in two games last year out of their three, led the team in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. So if if my boy Spencer Brash is rolling, he's going to be looking Quentin Harrison's way. It's week one. Roll the dice. It's the big sky. Let's go. 
I like it. I mean, it's weird having Sammy Akem still on the board in round four and none of us taking him. It's very tempting, uh, but I'm going Washington. to handcuff uh, my quarterback as well. Go Marshall uh, Martin, tight end from Sacramento State. Um, and on hopefully, my board. hopefully can get, get me some points. Um, that's it. All right, we'll put that up on Twitter. Uh, you guys can vote on who you think has the best team and track who does the best. Um, I have uh, uh, Jerry is frantically writing down the scores, calculating the scores. I want to thank our guys for joining Chris Hamlin with Tubbs at the club, uh, Ryan Thornburg, R&R, CatCast, Montana Parlay with Montana Mint Sports. Um, going to the showdown. Uh, and let's just, we'll go all three. Um, Jerry is still fumbling over there with his, with his calculator. Uh, we only got a three man panel. Let's go through this quick rapid fire answers here. Um, um, first game, I think the most exciting game on Thursday night anyways, is Eastern Washington uh, traveling down to Las Vegas, taking on UNLV. They're playing in Allegiant stadium. Uh, and it seems to be the best chance that we have to knock off an FBS team this year. Eastern Washington, as I mentioned, is single-digit uh, favorites, 9.5. I'm sorry, uh, uh, they're underdogs, 9.5 underdogs. Um, what is your score prediction going into this game, Montana Parlay? EB3 pulls it off at the end. Doesn't get the two-point conversion to put them up by three, but ends up 50 to 48. 50 to 48. Uh, Chris Hammond, what do you got? 45-28, UNLV. I'm giving points in this one. I I think UNLV, even without Tate Martell playing, I really think Araro is going to be the guy. The recruiting class has improved. Different energy around that program. Uh, it's nothing against Eastern. I think they're going to be great. I just I, I think this one's a 17-point game, UNLV. Got it. It's still an FBS program. They may not be great, but they're still FBS. Ryan Thornburg, what's your score prediction? 41-31, UNLV to... Just All get right. out of covering range there at the nine and a half point. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. So like we mentioned, big, weird slate of games this weekend. Everybody's playing. Uh, we have some open questions, but following this week, following all the games that we see coming up, uh, what's going to be the most interesting storyline? So think of it as the most interesting storyline following week one will be blank. I want you to fill in the blank. Ryan Thornburg, coming back to you. I'm pretty curious just to see how uh, Northern Colorado looks with all of their transfers and all the McCaffrey's all over the place and the staff and on the field. So I'm, I'm just pretty curious to see if they're actually going to be a, a team that's going to come out of somewhere and surprise some people. They are flush with McCaffrey's uh, yeah. Montana parlay. Uh, what's going to be the storyline coming out? Will anyone on Southern Utah survive two FBS games in five days? <laughs> Will they come within 10 points of anyone in the big sky? after that oh brutal brutal stretch for them chris hammond the most interesting storyline is going to be blank rest first rust baby <laughs> i like it all right last question uh this one will determine who gets to do our uh our, our rant at the end here idaho's opponent coming in simon fraser canadian favorite uh they're going through a rebrand they were the clan the clansmen of simon fraser uh, some Scottish connection, uh, rightfully going through a rebrand. What should be the new name for this Canadian football team? Chris Hammond, we'll let you go first. Easy peasy. I ranted on one of these post-show rants about everybody being the Bulldogs last year. I talked about how you got teams like the Salukis that are really dope. Uh, their mascot was actually Mick 
Thog the Dog, which yep. is a Scottish Terrier. They should be the Simon Fraser Terriers. Love it. Ryan Thornburg, what do you got? You know, they're Canadian team, so I don't really care what they do. Simon Fraser is a very boring sounding name. So I came up with the Simon Fraser uh, paper pushers. <laughs> In Montana parlay. Well, this one might be one season only, but it'll be the Simon Fraser border walls to keep out all the, the Rona from Montana and Idaho. Oh, keep politics out of this. No soccer, no <laughs> politics. Those are the only two rules of the show. It's a correct answer, of course, politics. should have been the Simon Fraser Cranes giving a shout out to everybody's favorite 90s sitcom star, Kelsey Grammer. The winner, <laughs> the winner of the first uh, Big Sky Big Takes of the year, Ryan Thornburg of the Montana Ooh. State Bobcats, right, R&R right. CatCast. You got 30 seconds to talk about whatever the heck you want, my man. So this is, uh, you know, I wasn't prepared to do a rant, but the thing that's been kind of bothering me lately, I've never liked barstool sports to begin with, but the fact that they're sponsoring all these people just to get, like, their images out there, the fact that they're getting their hand into some, like, broadcasting some games or something, I don't like that. I don't like the direction that would take any sport that they touch. Get barstool out of anything that I ever look at, please. Barstool, please go out of my life. I think it's an inevitable takeover. You might want to uh, <laughs> you might want to prepare yourself for the who's coming after you. Um, but that's it, guys. Let's uh, <laughs> thanks for a great episode. Um, I'm going to go around. Uh, Ryan, where can people find you? And when is the next episode of R and R Catcast coming out? Uh, we got one dropping tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to be released. Is this like live? I have tomorrow. No but uh, yeah. yeah, this will be coming out Wednesday morning. Uh, this will be our second episode for the Wyoming preview coming out. So. Yeah, check it out. Uh, check it out tomorrow. Montana Parlay. Where can people find you on social media? Well, after this weekend, they can find me in the Laramie County Jail. But on <laughs> social media, it is um, at Montana Parlay. That's Twitter, Instagram. Um, shoot me a message if you like. Like Bear Tycoon said, if you want, you find yourself in Laramie, and want a beer before I end up in jail. Sounds like a good plan. Chris Hammond, where can people find you and what is the schedule for Tubbs at the club? Yeah, so we'll be live every Tuesday on YouTube, Twitter, uh, but you can also find it in podcast form on Thursdays. Uh, and you can find me at Chris underscore P underscore Hammond. All right. Great episode, guys. I'm at Bear Tycoon, the Montana Mint Sports Podcast coming out. We're trying to get it out uh sunday nights monday mornings uh going forward first episodes out check it out um and other than that it's great seeing you again and hopefully we have a great weekend of football <laughs> <laughs>